Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. Hey, dude. Hi. It Today is such a rainy, gloomy, overcast day. I felt like it was... Four in the morning all day because the sun did not come out. And I loved it. I know. It's great. I love this type of weather and I, I know you do too, but I feel like all day you have to be like, you have to pretend like you're like, you <sighs> feel like everyone else. Everyone's like, oh man, this weather, huh? And you're like, yeah, what a bummer. I know. Get out your cliches out of your pocket. Right. Oh, I f- I w- I'd rather be curled up right. in bed. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather be fucking curled up in bed and no matter what the weather is. Right. That sounds nice. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. But like this is. No, I love it. Spooky. 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 I just want to like trick everyone and like surprise everyone. I just want to like be dramatic outside and like get rain on my face and spin around. Yeah. Oh man. I did that. Oh, yeah, you yeah, did? Uh-huh. No yeah. wonder you look so wet. Yeah. You should invest in some waterproof makeup because this is a oh, lot. Oh, no. They this can't see. I, shh. <laughs> I didn't want them to see that my makeup was smudged. You look like the girl from The Ring, except instead of long hair, it's just your mascara running. Oh, man. Thanks. Yeah. That's You're welcome. That's how you know it was a rainy good day. <laughs> We're talking about the weather again. So, yeah. Cool, guys. I hope oh, you're enjoying this. Wait. I We're not allowed to talk about the weather. That's one of the off, off limit topics. I th- was. Oh, yeah. no, I don't think it was. But I made it an off. I, I mean, think it should be an off limit. It is sort of the like cliche when you have no thing else to talk about. That's what you talk about. It's true. Um, do we have any corrections from last episode? No, not really. But I have a question. I'm ready. Because every single episode we say the podcast, it talks about how great podcasts are. How yeah. self-obsessed. Yeah. But is it self-obsessed? Mm. If we are celebrating other podcasts, right. I don't know. It's like a philosophical question for the geniuses of the world. Well, I guess it's like saying, I love people. And it's like, you're a person. Right, but, but it's like, I love other people. Right, Let's talk true. about how great these other people are. I'm not sure. I mean, Eric, please. We are self-obsessed yes, individuals. Categorically, But this yeah. one project we're doing, it might yeah. be the most selfless thing <gasps> we've ever done. Oh my gosh. Do we have to factor in how much we compliment ourselves, though? Um, it doesn't take it away from, from in, in my eyes. You're right. You're we're, right. We're not self-obsessed. I, th- I don't think we should change the yeah. intro because it's so charming. <laughs> and we just recorded it that one time, and we've been using the same one over and over again. <laughs> But I'm just saying, let's give ourselves more credit. Maybe it's like self-obsessed with our medium. Yeah, and also with our voices and our opinions. <laughs> yeah, or or with like the um the topic of thing we choose to do. Exactly. It's yeah, so there is I just want to point out there's some good in what we're if, doing. If if this was if this podcast was called podcast 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 and we just talked about our own clips yeah that would be self-obsessed right exactly yeah exactly um unrelated uh make sure to tune in and subscribe to our new podcast 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 it's gonna be way better than this one it's, this one's gonna look like garbage exactly it's the <laughs> podcast where we play clips from previous podcast podcast episodes now that we have enough episodes to get some <laughs> clips i don't know why no one there's because there's been a new crop of like podcast clip shows yeah um by the way sampler r.i.p no more they couldn't Sad handle day. it i know i know it's tough to have a podcast guess, clip show but i guess those threatening letters we sent finally paid off i know good yeah. job um <laughs> but it's true why aren't these other clip shows picking up our i don't clips? know i have no idea i hope they pick up a like uh like you made it weird with pete holmes clip but like from our show not from the actual pete holmes right show. that's that's always a possibility yeah, yeah. fingers crossed yeah we get credit for Pete Holmes. I try to take credit from him with any, everything he does. Yeah, totally. People yeah. always say, like, you're funnier than Pete Holmes. And I'm like, you don't have to tell me twice. Or they're like, I think Pete Holmes is funny. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> That's true. Just, like, take credit by pro- by proxy. Yeah. Um, should we talk about our, our new um, mm-hmm. fan feedback section? Go on. Uh, so our fans oh, I can't believe we have this section now. I know. Well, I, when I type it out, I do put fan in quotes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like bored, bored person who listens to the podcast <laughs> feedback. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about some fan feedback from previous episodes. This week we have 
some more. In one of our episodes, we used a clip from Chelsea Peretti's podcast called Chelsea. Do you remember this? Yes. Where she replayed in depth how she spelled out her name over the phone. In depth. Very slowly. Yes. It was amazing. Hysterical. Very laborious. Very funny. So Abby Kay wrote in to say that she loves using word examples and spelling out things over the phone that actually make things more confusing. For example, and now we should post these on social because it's hard to, hard to, it's better if you see them. Yeah. Um, but you know, the general idea is if you're spelling out John, you would say like J as in, you know, Juniper, Juniper. O as in octagon H as in house. Like you would use things that uh, make sense. Simple, clear things. Um, so Abby's ideas are a as in R meaning like the word R A R E D as in double U. D as in W. <laughs> like the word double, D-O-U-B-L-E. You get it. E as in I. That's not confusing. <laughs> e as in I. I'm going to just repeat them. It's and you know so- what? I'm going to take credit for them also. <laughs> yeah, wait. You know what? I don't think these were Abby's idea. I think they were yours. Um, S as in C, S-E-A. W as in Y, W-H-Y. Y as in U. Hysterical. I can't wait to use those. I'm even going to change That's my so name funny. to Addie Swy so that I can just use them all. Wait, what are what are some names that would include all these letters? Sade, S-A-D-E would work. Um, Suede. Wise, the last name W-Y-S. The, the popular baby name Suede. Suede? Yeah. Wait, I want to name my baby Suede just now, so that when he's... Now I do. It's mine. You can't have it. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see who has a baby first. Okay, you're on. Or in my case, who buys a baby oh, first. shit. <laughs> Which one takes longer? I had a dream I was pregnant last night. I'm not kidding. <gasps> oh my gosh, how touching. I just remember that. Oh my God, how beautiful. It was weird do because... you want to talk about it? I remember... So my sister's pregnant. I think that's maybe why. But I, um, I was pregnant, but like... I was laying on my stomach sometimes, so then it would be like a round belly, but it would be flat at the center where I was laying on it. Oh. (laughs) It seemed fine. Like, I wasn't worried about the health of the baby. My mom always says that when you dream that someone's pregnant, someone's going to die. That bumps me out. I mean, someone's always going to die. Well, that's true. Does it have to be someone I know? No, just anyone. So in in a way, my mom cannot be wrong. Well, that's true. In fact, sadly, people have died since that dream. See, she was right. She's so smart. I know. Um, thanks so much to Abby for the hysterical feedback. Is and it also Abby for listening. K that I know? Do I know this Abby K? I, I don't from, know. From our old yeah. swimming days? Yeah. Thanks, yeah, Abby yeah. K. Yeah, I remember yeah. you. <laughs> totally. Love You're the best, her. Abby. Okay. And now a word from our sponsor, Lisa. Do you ever feel like you're alone in the world and nobody understands you? Need a friend? Well, don't look at us. We're busy podcasters, and not only do we not have time for your bullshit, but you're really bringing us down. Just kidding, but really. You should go to lisa.com and reserve Lisa to come over to your house. She'll stroke your hair, give you a hot water bottle, feed you cocoa Wheaties, not get mad when you shit yourself on the couch because you're too depressed to get up when nature calls. She's your girl to come over and be your friend when nobody else will. And the website also says she will bring you a mattress, and I don't get that part, but I it's nice of her and so unexpected. And also, the mattress comes in a refrigerated box, which I'm now starting to realize is really necessary. So visit leesa.com. That's leesa.com. Because this Lisa is not your basic bitch. And place your order using code podcast podcast, and it will only be like $815, which is still a fuckload of money. I mean, seriously, just order yourself a prostitute. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks so much, Lisa.com. Um, this is to- totally unrelated to, to our sponsor, Lisa, but why do mattress companies advertise on podcasts? <laughs> That's a good question. Do you know what I mean? I mean, totally no, unrelated it's a to really our sponsor. Good, it's but a very good question. I mean, you why? ask a lot of dumb questions, so that was like not <laughs> one of those. The shock on your face is, yeah. is extreme. I don't have the answer. I'm it's sorry. so weird. Yeah. And also that there's so many and that they all come in refrigerated boxes. Right. It, is it a refrigerated anyone, box? Yes. Yes, it is. Probably. <laughs> I don't. If you have an answer to this question, just email us at loveyourpodcast at gmail.com. Just kidding. No one's going to do that. Or if you have uh, an answer to a different question, Any you could question. also email us. When was the bra invented? Someone answer that. <laughs> I would That's like to know. That's a great question. Yeah. 
Why? When did it become um, commonly hyphenated to bra from brazier? When I was in seventh grade. Oh, that's when? No, no. Oh, okay. I've got an anecdote. <laughs> oh, I see. When I was in seventh grade, Mr. Shinker, I don't okay. know if you remember him, he kind okay. of looked like a vampire. Ooh, shout out helps. to a vampire. He Shinker. was like the, our typing teacher. And <gasps> he was like, on the first day of class, he was like, everybody go around and write a question down about computers. <laughs> And I'll read them out loud and I'll try to answer all the questions that you have. Because and in seventh grade, like... Com- we didn't know what computers were. Computers this were was, new. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't in, have in one In our at home. seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have one. Yeah. So I asked when the bra was invented, but he didn't think it was funny. That's <laughs> hysterical. Whatever. Yeah, did, I, did, and like, you know what? No one ever answered that question. Like, Mr. Shinker did not know. What? So, like, I still don't know. And I'm not Googling it, so I hope that's not what you're doing right now. We'll never know. It's impossible to know when the bra was invented. Wait, wait when... How did eleven year old you like even know to ask that question? I don't know. I thought I really it was on the tip of my brain. <laughs> I also love that like then Mr. Shanker knew he got that question from an eleven year old girl. Well, or maybe boy. a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but he didn't answer that jerk. Rude. Um. Don't write us in about that one because we don't we'll want to know the answer. I will never know. No, there's no way to know. No, it's impossible. Like so many things in this world. <laughs> um. Should we go to our first clip? I thought you'd never offer it. Oh. Um, this first clip is um, in Crybabies, which... Have you ever heard of Crybabies? I hadn't before okay. this. No. It's Susan Orlean and Sarah Tyre, and they Susan is a writer in New York, and Sarah is an actress in L.A., and together they are Crybabies, which is the podcast that asks comics and celebrities and authors and like other superheroes and whatever. They ask them what songs movies books makes them cry and there's some really cool interviews like with rl stein and amy sedaris and cameron esposito veruca salt movie tavi Givenson, christopher guest um and i want to play an episode from the guy brenham episode and guy is actually a comedian with a podcast of his own which is pop rocket which i really like go go listen to that and every episode they say they submit the your, their triggers that make them cry and um, Guy's trigger is Bohemian Rhapsody um, by Queen. And I'm going to let you listen to what he says about it. I really, I read an, a, a close reading of Bohemian Rhapsody like maybe 10 years ago that was basically a dude breaking it down as uh, it is a breakup song for your mother. Like it is a gay guy sort of like reconciling himself to the fact that this wasn't going to go away and that that meant he kind of had to destroy his relationship to his mother and then sort of hmm. being consumed, like letting himself be consumed by the the, the pleasures of, of what that choice involved. And the thing is, is that it's deeply coded. Like it's, you, you can't say that it that is or is what it is because like so much... Like so much gay art, it has to be coded because it wasn't something that you could talk about. But I just, it is the most complete thing I've ever heard. It is the most, like, it is, it is the closest to being real gay art that I've ever heard. As you said, it contains multitudes. I agree. It's yeah. going everywhere. So I must say, like, when people start to play their triggers and they'll pl- they always play like a sample of yeah. it. And every time I'm like, oh my God, this is going to sound so stupid out of context. This right. is not going to make me sad right. every time. And this time when he was like Bohemian Rhapsody, I was like, oh my God, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's stupid. Like what a, a silly, stupid song. It was like on fun, like Mighty like Ducks. Silly. Yeah. yeah. Like who cares? And then when I started listening to him talk about it and it sounds like he's going to cry on the podcast, I wanted to cry. Uh, like I, I didn't, I didn't, he starts talking about why the song means and how it's coded and what gay art is and who Queen is and who Freddie Mercury is. And I didn't even know, like, I mean, I went into a Wikipedia hole after I listened to this Mm -hmm. and I, I never liked Queen. So I didn't, I wasn't curious. Like I was about when the bra was invented. Like I was very (laughs) like, I was like, I overlooked it. I associated it with bros. I didn't know that this was the Freddie Mercury singing or that the guy, or even the, he, Freddie Mercury was gay and like now I have a new appreciation for this song and I, I do think it's funny though that it's pl- like Queen music is played at like sports games and guys yeah. are like we will rock you and it's like do you even know what the song means yep. and like I think it's so interesting that gay artwork had to be coded mm. and in my Wikipedia binge I learned that like okay so homosexual acts between adult males over the age of 21 were decriminalized in the UK 
1967. And so that that was so new. Like it was illegal yeah. to so that's such an interesting point about this art, how how important it was. It was yeah. like life or death artistic expression. And then we're singing this song at like hockey games. Yeah. It's crazy to me. And now now I love this song. This changed my opinion of Bohemian Rhapsody. Totally. No, I, I completely agree. I, I did not know any of this, even a little bit. And certainly I knew Freddie Mercury was gay. And I, you know, I sort of know the ways in which all gay artists at that time had to be closeted. But I had no idea that this, that this song had such a deeper meaning. Or that it was like a breakup song with, with his mother. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. That's a lot. And we're like singing this, like... No one thinks about I I mean, maybe I'm projecting because I was like, when I heard the song, I'd be like, ugh, dumb bro song. No, I think you're right. I mean, I, like I remember kids in high school like memorized it and it was a party trick. Like if it was played at a, you know, party, like they would sing all the words and how fun and funny. And it's I do feel like the weight of it, they're they're people don't give it a lot of weight. Right. Yeah. And they should. I and I didn't. Um Yeah. We're so were you ever a Queen fan, or yeah. did you ever like the song? Yeah, I, I've always liked Queen. I, I'm not. The, I don't have a ton of artists that I'm like deeply into. I'm not really a music person, as strange as that sounds to say. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You well, you listen to you like like theater. Music. Yeah, I like you know like cast recordings and stuff. But um, yeah, I just don't listen to a ton of music is yeah. that weird you listen to podcasts honestly if mm-hmm. like when i have headphones in if i'm running mm-hmm. on the subway like i'm listening to podcasts um is that so lame no <laughs> i listen to i listen to my share of podcasts oh i know me. you do I've, i wear my big headphones and i th- sometimes think people think i'm like rocking out i'm yeah. like no i'm listening to terry gross <laughs> like it's Just terry like time so softly like yeah. whispering into your ear so eric you're gay do you know anything yeah. about gay coded art since you're gay you, you want to give us some gay facts I don't. I don't have a lot of gay facts. Shit, um, why are you here? I know. I know. But I. But I do sort of. I do certainly. You know. Know of pieces of art that are gay. Co- I mean, I, I know like a lot of Andy Warhol stuff that was really interesting because it came became so popular and a lot of it was so homoerotic or like so coded. Um, and, and there's also sort of like certain gay symbology that appears in a lot of art that might not. You folks might not realize is gay symbology yeah. like you know the Kellogg's like logo and the Kellogg's bird like that kind of stuff um, I didn't or know the what, pink what triangle. about what about the Kellogg's bird so Kellogg's like cornflakes were invented so that people wouldn't masturbate I know about yeah, that yeah. to repress like sexual right. um, desires and they used it on on young men who had like gay tendencies. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And the pink triangle, of course, was the symbol <gasps> um, that the Nazis used on gay men. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Like everyone had their symbol. I'm kind of bored though because this doesn't really apply to me because I'm a straight white person. That makes so a lot of sense. I don't really care. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know why we're even talking about this. I, I was like just trying to, to be you. nice. I was hoping you'd be like, I don't know. Okay. As like per <laughs> usual. <laughs> this is real. Um, I have a friend that works at a, at a really great theater company. And they did a play um, that was a black female playwright and a black female director. And a white man came out of the play and talked to someone, was was talking to someone on the staff, like well-intentioned, and was like, I've never, I've never seen a play that I, that wasn't about me before. Wow. Wow. Well, he's being honest. Like this this dude had never seen a play. Or I, it wouldn't be that hard for a straight white man to go through life and never see anything. Consuming only about him. like culture and art that is about him. But that's, I just can't believe he admitted it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think he realized it was, that was sort of like um, embarrassing. I don't think he knew that. Yeah. Is that interesting though? That's very interesting. Yeah. But to this point, I think probably I've consumed a lot of culture and art that was about me that I that I never knew, you know? Yeah. I feel like now that now that the country's so gay okay ish, save for some 
<clears throat> some people. Um, like our vice president. I mean, not that that's important. Like extremely our <laughs> vice president. Like he has such a bee in his bonnet about us gays. I do not know what to say. <laughs> Nobody, please don't impeach Trump. We can't oh handle the repercussions. No, thank you. People are talking no, about No, no, no. Keep keep Trump up there. Anyway, we let's not. Let's this go is somewhere else. I know, I'm going to die. I, okay. I want to avoid that. Um but I feel like now that we're in a different time, I feel like, okay, everyone tell, like, tell us the secret Easter eggs. Tell us all the like gay codes, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like what, the, like, the cause you know, like, yeah. Cause you like what I just did, like you're gay. Tell us the gay <laughs> stuff. Um, what makes you cry? Eric? Well, if you had to go on the show, oh. what would you, it's, it's such a good question. It's an embarrassing answer though. It's usually embarrassing. Okay. What makes me cry sometimes is, um, Teresa, the Long Island medium. <gasps> I love it. I don't even get it. Why? <laughs> when she talks to dead people? When she talks <gasps> to dead people because oh. it makes me think about my grandma. Oh, this is the <laughs> best answer ever. It's not a very, like, guy. Hi, babies. Call Eric and get guy, him on your show. Guy Brandon has such a good answer that's, like, so well thought out and well researched and, like, it has so much meaning and intention behind it. And mine is, like... This lady pretends to talk to dead people, and it reminds me of someone who died that I know. I I don't know. There's something about it. There's gr- something about that's it. That's why this is a good question. Yeah. What's like the embarrassing thing that makes you cry? Right. Such a good yeah, question. Yeah, Long Island. Yeah. What about you? What's your answer? Um, I don't know. There's certain things, but one big thing, there's a ride in Disney World, <gasps> and I am not embarrassed about this. Yeah. I'm like, yours, stupid one. Like Mine is, mine stupid. is No, I'm just kidding. I, is, I, a, I love yours. I have a second better one because I'm embarrassed, but keep going. Well, uh, there's this ride called the American Adventure. It's not a ride. It's a, yeah. an attraction yeah. in Epcot, uh-huh. and they have this montage of the history of America, <gasps> and it's yeah. like a few minutes long, and the show, the attraction in itself is like an hour long. Yeah. And like everyone hates it. Yeah. No one wants to watch it. It's one of those older rides, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of lame, but like I am obsessed with it. Ugh. And they sing this song about America. <laughs> and I'm going to sing a little bit of it right now. <gasps> America, spread your golden wings. Keep on flying free across the sky. And it, it's very like ambitious and... I cry every time. And you know what else? When I go into that show, if and I look around and I see people sleeping or not paying attention, I want I two inches away from slapping them. You listen to this fucking you song. This is America. And you know what? I'm not the most patriotic person. Sure. I get so patriotic when I'm watching this. I cry and and I think it should be our national anthem. <laughs> Fuck that other song. This song is where it's at. This is the one that's gonna bring tears to your eyes wait will you sing it again because i so rudely got a phone call on my computer will you sing that part again america spread your golden wings (laughs) fly on freedom's wings cross the sky it's so beautiful i feel like i'm gonna cry Fly high, fly high, America. You must keep dreaming now, dreaming of pioneers. Can you tell I'm not singing the words right? It's very emotional. Honestly, I, we need to record you singing that because part of it is the delivery. Part of it is your face that America. gets it going. I'm going to stop now. It's so good. I love that. Anyway, I'm not embarrassed. Um, That's amazing. Okay. Should um, we get to clip two? Let's do it. Okay. I'm now excited. That, now that we're crying and. Oh my gosh. Now that we're openly weeping. <sighs> um, I hope this one's hilarious. Well. Either that or I learned something. One it's of those hilariously two factual. Oh. Yeah. You're a strap in because you're <laughs> oh about to learn God. something. <laughs> so this one is so fun. It's new. It's called um, Tell Me Something I Don't Know. Which is pretty challenging for me because, like, I know a lot. Except not when the bra was invented, Except, but... Well, because we established I know. no one no can one. know that. Right. It's the one thing. Um, it's produced in partnership with the New York Times and hosted by Stephen Dubner, who is the co-author of Freakonomics. So the premise is simple. The podcast is recorded live and members of the audience pose obscure questions that they know the answer to, personally, to whoever the podcast panel is for that episode to see if they know the answer. Um, I know this sounds dry, but it's really fun. No, it's so fun. Typically the panel does not know the answer because it's like very specific to that audience member, but the audience member will explain and give context. 
and there's even a real fact checker on site. It's like they copied us. (laughs) Except we do not have a fact checker. We thought about getting a fake one. We considered it. Mm -hmm. We considered it. Um, they, they actually did it. They followed through and they have a real mm-hmm. one. And I think their fact checker in this episode is like from 538. So it's like a legit person. Granted, they use Google to fact check, but you know. Uh, in this episode, the panel includes Chris Gethard, who is a comic. Um, did you see Don't Think Twice, that new Mike Birbiglia yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that. And he, he was in Broad City. He plays the boss of Alana, right? Yeah. Um, Dana Boyd, who's a social media scholar at NYU. Did you know that there are social media scholars? I didn't. I mean, I am I mean, one. You are one. You <laughs> so, are a social yeah. media scholar. Um, and Simon Winchester, who's a well-known British author and journalist at The Guardian. So, okay, this is a really good panel on this episode. Um, they're not necessarily like experts, but they're all super savvy and smart. And each of them is kind of an expert at one thing. Um, in this clip, we're going to listen to an audience member poses this to the panel. Why would a real housewife be envious of the scarlet jellyfish? The scarlet jellyfish doesn't need Botox or vitamins or beauty creams or anything like that to stay looking fresh and young. Um, It has figured out the ultimate life hack to stay young by making itself quote unquote immortal. Um, so to understand this, I'll give a little background on the jellyfish life cycle. So most jellyfish start as a polyp and imagine like a flower made out of jelly material. That's their juvenile stage rooted into the ocean floor. And then they go through a metamorphosis process and turn into the adult version of a jellyfish with the tentacles. And that version is called a medusa. So most jellyfish live maybe a couple days to a few months, but the scarlet jellyfish, if it's getting old or raggedy or it's injured or it's starving, it actually will shed its tentacles and it will become this jelly meatball and just sink to the ocean floor. And when it does that, its cells will actually revert back to its youthful cells. It will turn back into a polyp and then it will go through the whole cycle again and become a new fresh adult totally unscathed, no age whatsoever. And it's really exciting because even though on the outside we look really different from jellyfish, our DNA is very similar. So if we can find that uh, genetic code that enables the jellyfish to do this, we could possibly program cancerous cells in humans to go back to their early healthy versions of themselves. I bet those jelly meatballs are delicious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Those little blobby jelly meatballs. Mm-hmm. I know I'd like some. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like jellyfish are scary enough without being immortal. Thank God they haven't figured out how to unleash their immortal powers. Enough. Well, the the interesting thing is the only reason that they're like just shy of being immortal is because they actually can be killed. Because I killed them. Because you killed them personally. But if they had no predators, they could. They actually could live forever. Like they could just keep regenerating themselves in this cycle. No one's like studying this more. Like, why is this the first time I'm hearing this? Like, what? Why? Yeah. Why isn't this a thing? I feel like the world's been lying to me. Well, maybe it's like the right people know about it, and they don't want the wrong people to get their hands on this technology. This, this, I hope Donald Trump is not listening to this podcast episode. Well, he looks so youthful. I I have to imagine he's been eating these jellyfish jellyfish meatballs. so in nature, they don't live forever because they get eaten. But in um, in like labs, what's that called? In captivity, that's what yes. I'm looking for. Um, they can just go on and on and on and that's on. That's really nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. I picked I picked this specific question for you because it involves housewives. Thank you. You're so welcome. I also really liked. There's another one where they talk about vampires. Did oh, was that the first that? episode? I think so. Yeah. And I feel like at the end they were like, listen, this is like a fun fact for you guys, because just go and listen to the vampire one in episode. There's a vampire fact in episode one. Yep. Of Tell me something I don't know. Yep. And it's so goddamn good. And uh. I, But I feel like at the end they were like, we're not sure if this is true, but I was like, I don't care. I'm believing it. Right. It's the so fact good. checker was out. Was out. Right. The they were like, not out. sure, but yeah. like, it's good. Yeah. Um. What is something that you know that most people wouldn't know? Like, what would what would you what question would you pose? My my first thought is, I I've been spouting off this fact since I was a, a wee little girl. Yep. That Disney World is twice the size of the island of Manhattan. 
because we got this like tourism video when I was little and they said that. So I would like repeat it to everyone I know. Like, because when I was little, Manhattan seemed huge. And also I called it the Island of Manhattan, which is something (laughs) no. And now that I live on the Island of Manhattan, I find myself still saying it's twice as large as the Island Island of Manhattan. 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 And people are like, you mean what? Like, don't you You live in Manhattan? Manhattan? (laughs) So anyway, and then I was thinking though, like now everyone knows that because I've told everyone. So like, I'll be like, did you know? And they're like, yes, we know. Disney World is twice the size of the island of Manhattan. But also there's, I think Disney facts is what I, but like, did you know that there's like conflicting numbers, but like 240 dolls and it's a small world. And I think that number is surprising what? because I thought there were a fuckload more. Like, if you've ever been on that ride, you think that there's a fucking billion of them. They're like screaming in your goddamn ears. Uh, there's only 240. I don't think I've ever been on that ride. Oh my god, it seems like there's more than 240. Yeah, like, like, I ton. almost didn't believe it. Like, when I, you know, that's crazy. Uh-huh. Wait, that's fun. You should start a podcast just full of Disney, Disney facts. facts. Oh my gosh, I could go on. But yeah. anyways, what about you? Um, I don't think I have any. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm smart enough. When was the bra invented? Well, I do know that's impossible to know. I'm dying to know. (laughs) I mean, it is just a click away if you really want Uh, me to tell you. I want want to have something to look forward to my old age. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Um, If we ever have a last episode of Podcast Podcast, let's look it up. (gasps) That's such a good idea. Don't don't forget. That's such a good idea. Okay. Okay, here's here's actually, I figured out my fun fact, or my my, um, something that people probably don't know. What was the key inaccuracy in the film Swim Fan? Oh, my God. I feel like I knew this at some point. Honestly. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's because most people don't know. Swim Fan, if you don't remember, um, was that movie with Erica Christensen. Is that her name? I tried to look it up, but I couldn't. Oh, yeah. Erica Christensen um, and Jesse Bradford. I saw it with all my swimming friends in high school because I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to love this This is my jam, yeah. She won a race in like, what was it? It was like a minute 30 and it was a freestyle race in high school and she won it at a minute 30 and it like broke a record. Could it have been the 200 no, free? <laughs> that's impossible. Like the world record for the 200 free is not anywhere I'm trying to, to give her the benefit of the so, doubt. That's a major historical. Why did they have to make it one thirty? That's so stupid. Make it a realistic time. How easy would that have been for someone to look it up? If it was before Google, they could have like done a sample race. Like, how long does this take us? Or they even could have just like, like (laughs) called one swimmer. You know, someone on production like knew a swimmer. That drives me crazy. So, you know, if you want me to tell you something you don't know, that's it. That was a good one. Thanks. Thanks. It it really was. No, it really was. (laughs) Um. Okay, so this this podcast is really fun. You guys should check it out. It's called Tell Me Something I Don't Know. It's so exciting. The episode that we played was from It's Alive um, with Chris Gethard, Dana Boyd, and Simon Winchester. And definitely check it out and, and let us know stuff that we probably don't know. And listen to the first episode about the vampires. You're going to love it. Yeah, totally. Um, clip three is from Ladies Who Lunch. Have you ever heard of this? Um, no, but I do know uh, that Sondheim song from Company. Oh, that's okay. Here's that's to the ladies what who I lunch. know. Okay, because I know it's like yeah. a saying, but yeah. Ladies Who Lunch is hosted by YouTubers Ingrid Nelson and Kat Valdez. And it's almost unfair that I'm bringing up this clip because um, it's I, they're having such a stupid conversation. I feel like I'm grabbing at like low hanging fruit or like punching <laughs> down, but. I'm not punching down because they're like successful, wildly popular YouTubers. Like, so they're way more successful than me. I'm not punching down. Oh, they have made more yeah, in their yeah, short yeah. lives so than I will ever. Make. I think it's okay to call them out. Um, and they do have an interesting point. Um, and that's why I kind of wanted to talk about this episode. They're talking about getting older. And the whole episode is just them talking about getting older and how they don't agree that we think old people are useless. And like old people actually are like interesting. They can't wait to be old and older women should embrace their wrinkles and their gross bodies. And like when I'm old, I'm going to like love my wrinkles and stuff. So hang on, let's listen. But I don't know. I just wrinkles are something I don't give a shit about. Like I just don't care. And maybe once I start getting more, I'll care. But I don't think I will because I'm just like. That's what happens when you get older. You get wrinkles. Like, I'm not going to, like, try to, like, pretend like I'm younger. Yeah. That's weird. 
Not weird, but I don't care. That is something that I want to get into a little bit later because I think that is really interesting. Uh, When I say weird, I just meant like for me that would be weird because I don't care to like do that. I think for me personally, I've definitely been afraid of getting wrinkles for sure. And I (laughs) why because I thought that like looking older was a bad thing and it really wasn't up until like more recently when I started to become more comfortable with who I am that and have also enjoyed the process of getting older even though I'm still very young (laughs) yeah I think that I'm genuinely going to enjoy getting older um, because I love it now and I see my body changing and there are days where it's hard to grapple with that because I have grown up in this culture and I'm not immune to the things that we are constantly told, but I try to reckon with myself on a regular basis. Like, this is who I am. I love the people in my life. This is a natural part of getting older. I'm healthy And you know what? At the end of the day, I just want to be comfortable. Okay. So they're like, wrinkles are no big deal. Like, why do people so get so upset about them? Like, why do people get so upset about their changing bodies? Like, I love it when my body changes. Like, I'm 22. Like, did you know that when you're 21, (laughs) your body's getting hotter when it's changing? Like, come back to me when you're, like, actually older. And then you can talk about getting older. I know. And I, I don't. I don't care what these lunching ladies have to say about wrinkles. And I think about like, my mom is the strongest woman I have ever met in my entire life. She doesn't care what other people think about her. She's the most herself person I've ever met, but she's joked about getting a facelift. She like dyes her hair and she wears makeup. And she's told me that as an olderish woman, she, as she gets older, she feels ignored and made to feel like she doesn't exist. And I don't think the YouTubers understand at all. They sound so clueless And so they have no awareness of how hard it is to get old. They're acting like it's no goddamn big deal. But I think it's a huge deal to not feel like yourself. And I think it's not as easy as just like embrace your wrinkles and like move on. And like they keep saying stuff like, God, why does everyone think old people are depressing and boring? It's not true. And I'm like, who thinks that? No one said that. (laughs) Is that a, wait, is that a thing? I mean, I think certainly they're like, you know, some people think seniors, like very old people, can can be a certain way. But I, someone once told me, and this has always stuck with me, I was a perfect parent before I had kids. Yeah. And I feel like that's such the perfect analogy for um, folks. I, people- I could embrace my body before, my wrinkles, <laughs> before I had wrinkles. Right. It's like, don't don't assume to understand another person's experience and probably don't weigh in on that experience until no. you've been through it. You're going to sound stupid. Why are you dictating? You know, if someone is getting older and has a problem with their wrinkles, that's okay. Like, we are a vain culture, and certainly we have all come to grips with things we don't like about our appearances. And, like, that's just part of it. I feel like you can't really judge someone's experience that you don't know or understand. And. When I was a kid, my grandmas were my heroes. I don't never was like, Duh. they're weird or old or like, I was like, I wanted them to tell me stories. I thought they were so oh cool. Gosh. I love them with all my heart. You weren't like, you're too wrinkly. I'm not into it. Yeah. And I guess that's not what they're saying, but it's like, it's just not. Well, they're acting part of the like they're geniuses because they've <laughs> discovered that old people aren't actually like dud heads yeah. <laughs> Eric I just I, the whole reason I brought this clip yeah. is because I want to talk about your changing body how's yes. it going over there well with, with the pregnancy I might oh you know my weight is fluctuating <laughs> it really is it's, really, it's fluctuated since we sat down a few minutes it's ago it's true it's true well any you know like I said anytime I lay down and I just squished my, my pregnant belly yeah it doesn't even look like normal pregnant belly no, it's like phloem yeah and it like <laughs> spins around your body like a hula hoop like I don't yeah, even that exactly. baby is going crazy well because if I want to lay on my stomach, I want to be able to flip it around to my right, back. Right, flip it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if you could do that? Oh my god. Anyways, do you think I'm being too hard on these girls? Um, I feel like I'm kind of cheating. No, by I feel like you're them. being the right amount of hard, but I also feel like um, we were surely, 
you know, were, were maybe as um, less thought out yeah. as they were. Okay, my last question. If Ladies Who Lunch yeah. called you today okay. and said, Eric, we have an opening on the cast of Ladies Who Lunch, yep. and we'd like you to be our third host, but you have to quit podcast, podcast forever. Would you do it? In a heartbeat. Okay, that's what I assumed. Same, right back at you. Do you think I haven't, like, been courting them oh to join God. their podcast? Because I have. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been courting them too, but I've been saying you can only have me and not my partner. I'm telling them that you have 100 wrinkles and that it's worse than they <gasps> Don't! think. <laughs> I'm like, you think, wrinkles are you? Are, you think wrinkles aren't bad? You have not met Lauren. <laughs> Eric, I think Ladies Who Lunch needs both of us. Just, I like, it's so all Ladies Who Lunch need. Like, it's the only thing missing from this this podcast would be, <laughs> be perfect. perfect. Yeah. I feel like all that would be would be like them <gasps> saying like, I think wrinkles aren't that bad. And we just be like, yeah, we next. could, or we could start our own competing podcast. I know we have a few in the bank, but yeah. like called ladies who brunch. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because when we have lunch, no, when we have breakfast, it includes French fries. Yeah. Isn't that just kind of the only thing like brunch just means like breakfast with French fries, like That's, plus French fries. Yeah. And like it takes a long time and it's more expensive. <laughs> it takes a long time. And for some reason drunk. people get really excited about like. You have to wait. About like a tiny bit of champagne and some orange juice. Yeah. Like and that's I mean, I, I know this is not like breaking news, but I just always read about how restaurants just take their leftover food and they're like, it's the brunch special. It feels <laughs> special. It's like, no, right. this is like the salmon that you can't get rid of. Right. And like, now it's the special. You, I, I you had leftover brunch. pistachios yeah. and now it's like a pistachio omelet. Oh my God. And this has been Ladies Who Brunch. <laughs> um, our next clip is um, Put Your Hands Together with Cam and Rhea. Um, it's a weekly stand-up podcast that features LA stand-ups performing live from UCB in LA. Um, we go to see UCB a lot here in New York, but um, I've never been in LA. I know you have an upcoming trip. Are you going to go to UCB? If there's time. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. So many oh, well, well. things to do. So many, so many people to see. Um, the hosts are the brilliantly funny Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher, um, who are also comics, and they're sort of like, you know them, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you know Cameron Esposito. They're like this comedy, like, darling couple. Um, they're so cute together and so funny. I love them both a lot. Um, this episode is guest hosted by Joel Kim Booster, who you might have seen doing stand-up like on Comedy Central or Conan. Um, you should definitely listen to the other uh, episodes where Cam and Rhea are hosting. But Joel is so like awkward and funny, and I just had to pick this clip because I love him very much. Um, in this clip that we're going to play, he covers a couple of topics, um, the first of which is tattoo regrets. Here it is. I had lunch the other day, and my server had a giant neck tattoo that just said Julia in cursive on it. And I was like, why? (laughs) Um, So I asked him, I was like, oh, who's Julia? And he looked at me, and he was like, "Mm, Julia is my ex-girlfriend, but thanks for asking. (laughs) And I was like... Oh, no, 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 no. This is not my fault. (laughs) No, this is your fault. Not mine. Yours. Not me. (laughs) You see, when you broke up with Julia, you broke up with V-Nex, okay? So just (laughs) throw on a scarf and get me another rosé, Terrence, all right? I do not have time for your sass. Uh, I just don't. Um... Do I have any straight men in the audience tonight? Okay, wow. So aggressive already. (laughs) What is going on? What are you so angry about? (laughs) I just asked a simple question. It's Trump's America in here. Oh, no, I do find that straight men just need to calm down a little bit sometimes. less chill going on there. They're always thinking that we're out to snatch them. Um, I did a show recently, uh, and afterwards I went into the men's room, and the man looked at me at the urinal. He was at the urinal, and he looked at me, and then he started peeing away from me. And I was like, well, now I gotta see it. (laughs) I could have given two shits before, but it's obviously a treasure. You're hiding it away like that. Like, flip around, show me that Tetris piece. I gotta see. (laughs) 
That's hysterical. I love it. Um, I do feel like a lot of people I talk to with multiple tattoos tend to not love at least one. Have you found that? Yeah. I feel like people who have multiples are always like, yeah, you know what? Like this one is, I, I was, I was really young. Typically yeah. it's when they're young, you yeah. know? I, it's funny. I was just listening to, they were talking about tattoos on Slumber Party with Allie and Georgia, uh-huh. which is another podcast I love. And they were talking about how interesting the wrist tattoo is. Because it's almost always a message to yourself. Yeah. Like I feel like if they're on your bicep or something, it's like you're talking to other people, you're, you know, or if it's on your back yeah. or you're showing it off to others. Right. It's but not the, for the you. The wrist tattoo is kind yeah. of your reminder. So it's very interesting to see what people the need difference. to remind themselves of. <sighs> and I was just thinking like this is like a tangent, but like I studied religion in college mm-hmm. and the Bible and my um my professor would always talk about how funny it was to hear the Ten Commandments and all the laws that Paul wrote in the letters. Because you can tell what people were doing by the laws that they weren't that were written. Like, yeah. don't do this. Well, yeah. clearly, people were doing that. Don't fuck goats. I guess people right. were fucking goats because that's not like a human condition law, right? Like, that's it's specific. like someone must have been fucking goats if there had to be a law, right? So it's like when you see someone with a wrist tattoo, it's like. <laughs> You need this is your issue. You're having a hard time believing in yourself. Like but you're I, having a hard time like aspiring to your going for your dreams. Right. You know? I also kind of like that idea though. I like the idea that it's like it's like a tattoo that's like for you. Like obviously depending on the message, some can be a little bit silly. But I like that it's like I'm not doing this for anyone else. I'm doing this for me. I, I also really like the finger tattoos, the ones like on mm. the finger. Oh no. I, I don't me. mean like, I don't mean like that spell out like, he's you know, pointing to his knuckles. And, I'm not and, pointing to yeah. my knuckles. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I mean, not the ones on your knuckles, like on the sides of your fingers. I think those are so like delicate and what cool. What would you get as a message to yourself? That's such a, a great tattoo. question. I, I don't have an answer for the, like, what would you get if you had to get a tattoo? I've always liked the idea of like white ink. Cause it would be so subtle on my mm-hmm. very pasty skin. Yeah, it's pretty. What would you get? Do you have a thing? If if I got a tattoo, I would get um, a mom heart, like a mom tattoo, like you know, like an old motorcycle sailor. Yeah, but I would want it to be anatomically correct. I'm not saying that right. Anatomically correct. Anatomically, I love that. It looks like an or the organ. It looks like an organ. Yeah, but. I want my mom's name because I do. I'm a mom. Like my mom is, and it's funny because I, I always thought I can't do this if my mom would hate the tattoo because I would defeat its purpose. But my mom is kind of like do everyone. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Can I can I get the same actually and have it say Sherry? Yes, she would love that. It'll be the new trend. Just kidding, Cindy. I'll do. I'll do Sherry. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Um, But if I was gonna get one on my wrist to remind myself of something, I'd get Eric because I would. I want to be more like you all the time. Oh, that's too I mean nice. it. That would be that's really good for me nice. if I thought of you all the time. I was like, <laughs> "What would Eric do right now?" Oh my gosh, let's get let's get matching tattoos that are like you say, Eric. It's Yours like says Eric too. Uh, no, it's like a portrait of us recording the, a podcast, and like Monty the cat is like, you know, sitting on the laptop. Sounds kind of cliche. But, you know, we can probably get it anywhere. Everyone gets that. That's true. It's like Mm -hmm. a pick off the menu. Yeah. Um, Your husband has an amazing (gasps) tattoo. He does. Even people that don't like tattoos, like Justin's tattoo. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's a sleeve. It's gorgeous. Um, Does he still like his tattoo? No no regrets? Justin, do you still like your tattoo? He says zero regrets. I believe him. It's beautiful. It's it's really artful and gorgeous. Maybe he'd let us put it up on our social pages for people to admire. Oh my gosh. Yes. We'll let you guys vote on it. Um, And anyone that doesn't like it gets gets kicked off the internet. (laughs) Um, The second thing we heard Joel Kimbooster, the the, um, stand-in host for this episode, talk about was... um, Straight guys being being scared of gay guys, and I know we like we live in a bubble in New York, but I wonder how much how often like straight guys get scared of gay male attention in like the real world. Like, is that a thing? I feel like here straight guys are like evolved and they're like flattered by it. You know I what mean, I mean? If you live in New York City and you're afraid of <laughs> interacting with gay men, like for fear that you're not like, gonna make it. What did I tell you, Eric, when you moved to New York City? You had the best <laughs> advice. You said that in New York, being gay is like being brunette. Yep, no big deal. It's like the perfect analogy because it's not even it's like, like, oh, are you gay? Oh, that guy's gay. Okay. Right. It's like a non-issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like truly 
gay men are not running around trying to hit on straight men. That's a, such a... I don't... I'm not a straight man, so I don't know what the fuck is going on in their minds, but there's something very interesting going on in a right. man's mind. I don't know what it is if they're like so in love with themselves or if they're just so scared or if they're right. confused. I, these things usually come from fear. They're probably just... Totally like comes from fear. I, I guess maybe it's also the fear that like someone else would perceive an interaction like that as, as like them being complicit in it and like them maybe them being like a little, a little gay a little bit I wonder gay. if guys that aren't confident think that though because like there has to be a sense of confidence where That's you're like true. I'd want to fuck me like <laughs> oh no see I actually feel like it's the guys who are most confident and self-assured who are not threatened by by like gay male attention hmm. yeah I don't know insecure Interesting. maybe not insecure in like a confidence way but insecure in like a but if you themselves. were a really insecure straight man wouldn't you be like no one wants to fuck me not Maybe. even other men. I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never. There's we'll no know. way you, to Between know. the two of us, we're clueless. <laughs> well, it's true. Neither of us are straight men. Um, I feel like gay guys flirt with straight women way more than they flirt with straight guys. That's a very good point. You know? Yeah. Which is You also flirt with like me all the time and it makes cool. me really uncomfortable. And I'm calling the HR department after <gasps> this episode. Yeah. I only touched your mid thigh. I didn't go any higher. It was repeated acts and I can't even talk about it right now. It made me very uncomfortable. Just because I tried to do butterfly kisses, that thing where you like bat your eyelashes and have them touch. <laughs> That's uh, not sexual I'm, Well, I'm sitting on your lap right now, so I was kind of asking for it. We do record every podcast with you sitting on my lap. Yeah. Um, you know who I love sitting on their lap? Who? Kara Hughes. Oh, uh, she loves it she right She loves back. it. I love touching her legs and hugging her. <laughs> and if I can put her head in my bosoms, I do. Our friend Kara hates... Um, physical attention from anyone. I think she men. likes it from me though. Yeah. yeah I, secretly, yeah. Everyone, secretly. she hates it from everyone, but yeah, me. you're wrong, mm-hmm. but okay. Oh, we can talk about that later. <laughs> um, Sashir Zamata, who's on SNL is also on this episode. Um, so you should go back and check out the whole episode to listen to her set. Um, cause it's really funny. Uh, she talks about getting confused for Jessica Williams of one of our favorite podcasts, Two Dope Queens, um, and it's hysterical. So definitely go back and listen to the whole episode. They don't have um, episode titles, but just look for the one that has Joel Kim Booster in the title. Just listen to all of them. Just listen to every single one. That's mm-hmm. Is that too much to ask? Mm-hmm. The one last thing I'll say about this podcast, which again is Put Your Hands Together with Cam and Rhea. Um, Rhea Butcher is actually from Akron, Ohio, which is basically where Lauren and I grew up. And, you know, there's a lot. Phoebe Robinson is from Cleveland. No way. And one of the podcasters from Cry Babies is from Akron. Yeah. There's something. Also, um, not the a podcaster, water but uh, um, uh, uh, LeBron James. Oh, my gosh. People don't I've know I've heard this. of he's him. He's from Cleveland. He's Cleveland funny. He's, 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 he's funny. He actually is funny. Did you he see, um, uh, what was that Amy Schumer movie? Oh, I didn't see it, but I... It, he was train wreck. Train wreck. Thank yeah. you. He was really funny. Yeah. In it. He oh, was I good. love LeBron. He's a good actor. Le- oh my god. <laughs> um, should we pop into our segments? Yeah. First segment, wait. Jingle Jangle, where we just play some music. Yeah. Something and, musical. I mean, I picked out this Jingle Jangle, and I feel like I'm to blame if it doesn't go over so well because <laughs> I chose a Jingle Jangle from Professor Blastoff, one of my yep. favorite podcasts, yep. Tignataro. And I did this before, and I'm not sure everyone appreciated oh my, my Jingle Jangle from Professor Blastoff. I think our last Jingle Jingle from Professor Blastoff is maybe one of my favorite clips we've ever played. It was my favorite. Yeah. I, oh, I know this. Here, I'm, so I'm going to play another one. Um, anyway, Professor Blastoff isn't running anymore, but you should still listen to all the episodes many times. They kind of like talk about and they get someone a guest who knows about shit and they talk about <laughs> the shit that's kind of what's going on yeah you covered it um but in this episode one of their listeners named lola had sent them a car um had sent a postcard to the cast of professor blastoff while they were on vacation and in order to thank her the cast wants to sing to her and they sing lola um and listening to them sing makes me smile so hard and i could listen to this forever do you want to sing Lola? Let's go. Her, her name, name was Lola. She was a showgirl. She had her ribbons in her hair and her thing went down to there. She was a nightclub. She was a nightclub? Wait. Tiggs followed me right down that road. Tiggs, just guessing. I don't think Tig knows any of the words. Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl. With lots of feathers in her hair. You took that from me. You did not know feathers in her hair. I got further. I thought it was ribbons in her hair. I think it is. No, I think it... Feathers. Uh, I think she had feathers in her hair. It was Lola, guys. (laughs) 
She was a nightclub. <laughs> All right, I got further on that song. Next That's a song, cool let's name. see if you can get further on the song. Ready? Yeah, it is a cool name. Yeah. Huh? Uh, and the calendar's see. really cool. I think the drawings yeah. are great. And little... Lola, okay. we love you. Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl with yellow feathers in, in her, her hair, hair. and me. a dress Dressed cut down, down, down to there. there. That was me. Cut down that to was there. All Give me, me the next line and I'll tell you. No, 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 guess no, no. It, guess it. That's right. Um, she was a nightclub. <laughs> with la- with yellow feathers and, uh, in her hair. I'll tell you this. And a dress cut down to there. It has to do with dancing. Oh, oh, cha-cha. That's the end. She <laughs> did the cha-cha. cha-cha. No, no, no. She would... She would do cha-cha. the cha-cha. Cha-cha's the end, so there's a little bit before She would that. cha-cha no, on no, the dance floor. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. She would merengue and, and do, do the, the cha-cha. cha-cha. There you See, go. we knew it was in there. And, and what's while... happening to me? <laughs> <Are you laughs> what dying? is happening to me? <laughs> this is your body's this is natural reaction. This is my big shot. I was shot. just going to say that. Oh, my God. This okay. is my big shot. This segment like goes there. They do this for a long time. So I don't know. I And Tiki's been going cha-cha. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but like I die listening to this. I fucking love it. I'm never going to oh stop bringing clips on the episode. Keep them um, coming. I love it. I wrote in the show notes, I will stop bringing these clips on the epi- on the podcast, but I'm not going to. Because they, they make me love the universe. And so I've said this before. You know, you can just tell when podcasters are having fun. Yes. yes. There's like that magic that sometimes isn't there. <laughs> and when Tig on Professor Blastoff, they are having a blast. Oh, my gosh. Off. They're so <laughs> funny. Yeah. They're having a blast off. Um, Eric, do you want to tell our listeners about our new segment? You guys, we have created a new segment for you all. We didn't want to, you know, be like completely bound to the whole like podcast thing. Sometimes we want to talk about things that are that are different than podcasts. We have other interests. We do have other interests. Very few, but mm-hmm. they're there. So we decided to to add a catch-all segment where we could talk about something exciting that we just want to tell you about or just get off our chests, and we are calling it Segment Segment. Woohoo! Yeah! I love it already. I, I think you guys are going to love it. I think yeah. it's going to be really fun. Just like, you know, a little quick something to get off our chest and, and share with you all. Very eye-opening. Um, do you want me to do mine first or do you want to do your first? Go for it. Okay, so mine is not a podcast, you know, by design because it's segment, segment, not podcast, podcast. Um, so I know we all love this sort of like true crime stuff. The LA Times, this was a while ago that they that they created this, but I love it so much. They created um, a six-part story, a six-part like, you know, written written story Um called Framed, and it's a mystery about this PTA mom that everybody knew um, who was basically framed for a crime. The whole story starts with um, this woman who was just like a a PTA mom at her local school in Irvine, California, um, who, you know, someone called in a tip to say that she was driving crazy and they think they saw drugs in her car. And so they, you know, went to the school and, and dug through her car and found a bunch of drugs. And she's like, I know who did this to me. I've been framed. So anyway, it's so well-written and it's so cool. And it's sort of a new forum, I guess, is this idea that it's, um, you know, a, a print publication that is creating like a six part, story. Yeah, I was really excited about the format. It's very yeah. cool and it's a great story. Yeah, it's a really great story. So I recommend it. Um you can find it at the LATimes.com, just LATimes.com, sorry. Um and the specific URL if you want to write it down or whatever is just LATimes.com backslash projects backslash LA hyphen uh LA dash me dash framed. You'll find it. I, I yeah. have faith in you. We'll put it on our Facebook page. Just Google it. We'll that's put it on the far. Facebook page. Perfect. So that's that's the fun thing. It's sort of like a true crime podcast, but like for some reason, words that you read instead of listen to. I love it. Check it out. Yeah. If you like podcasts, you'll like it. That's yeah. True. Um, mine is Bar Soap. Yes. I just love how Bar Soap makes you smell. Yeah. It gets in your skin better. Like yeah. I, liquid soap is shit. Like yeah. it doesn't, it's bullshit. And I just love sudsing up. Oh. And I don't think we've ever talked about this before, but I've done this thing since I was a little girl called Shower Belly. <laughs> and every morning since <sighs> I can remember, I would get a 
bar of soap and like lather really, really hard on my stomach, like super like layer lather, like really, re- it takes a like long time. Like until it's time. like thick and opaque. Yeah. yeah. And then I draw in it like upside down so that I can see it. And it's very like relaxing and it's like artistic and it's meditative. And I, I do draw the same things like I draw Mary Poppins and pizza and cats and planets, like <laughs> telephones. I don't know why. But telephones? You, you do telephones? Yeah, because I like to draw the spiral, oh, like yeah, old fashioned cord, telephones. Yeah. But it's something that I do every day and it's a great ritual. I recommend you doing it. But if you don't, just get bar soap. It's just, it cleans you better. It smells better. It's fresher. It's more pure. But um, when I was, I had never told anyone about shower belly in my life. And I tell my mom everything. And I had never (laughs) told anyone that I'd been doing this every day. And I was 22 years old and I was on it, or 24 maybe. I was on a date with this asshole guy and like after a quarter of a glass of wine I ran out of, we ran out of things to say yeah. and I was like what am I gonna so I told him about shower belly and I couldn't believe after I said it <laughs> I was like you're the first person this is my only secret and and he was like that's weird he and I was like I was like I can't believe I wasted my only secret on you and you don't even care oh my so God. but then after that I was like cats out of the bag everyone needs to know about shower belly I recommend you try it. And Listen, I'm sure that was a scarring experience, but I'm really glad it happened so that I could know, I know. about Shower Belly because I love it so it? much. I don't. I use um. I use liquid. I use body um, wash. What are we friends? Uh, try get. Um, I'm gonna get you a bar of soap. Okay, Christmas is coming up. I'm gonna get you a lot of bars of soap because yes. then you'll be like, I'd better use these fucking things. Right. I gotta and you'll use be like, I, like I'm gonna get you so many bars of soap that it's gonna take up half of your apartment. And oh Alan's gonna gosh. be like, Can we start using these to get rid of them? <laughs> like that'll be the only that's solution. That's good incentive. Yeah, that's yeah. good incentive. And um, I actually, um, a, friends a couple years ago were like, you should do an Instagram account of like yeah, your shower belly idea. designs. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. So I started taking pictures, and it just didn't go as planned. Like, yeah. The the pictures don't look like what they do in my mind. Like in my <laughs> mind, they look perfect, and in you cannot tell like Mary Poppins yeah. from a planet. Well, I have to imagine that the soap it starts runs, like yeah, 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 getting running. And, and then I was like, oh my god, I think you can see like the top of my vagina, sure. and like also like I should be doing crunches. Like it's like <laughs> not something you want to be doing. Don't. I'm just saying, if you're gonna do shower belly, keep it to yourself. Yep. It's your own moment that you don't need to share with anyone. Think it's of it as your you. personal wrist tattoo. Yes. Each I w- morning. Oh, yeah. so perfect. I love it. But anyway, I <laughs> wish people would shower belly because I, I love it. And now that was, that was a lot. That was a good segment. 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 Okay. Soap. Um, I love it. Um, our next segment is no, no comment. comment. Uh, this is from Pop Rocket. And we were just talking about Guy Branham in Crybabies. And he is on Pop Rocket. Um, the other hosts are Margaret Wappler, Oliver Wang, Winter Mitchell. Um, this is in the super dumb comedies episode, which was actually really good. They talk about, um, like funny movies. Um, and I know that this is no comment, which means we're not supposed to talk about it, but I want to call this segment one comment because I have just one thing to say about it. And Eric, you can say one thing too. Is that Okay. Okay. Just for this one. Honestly, at first I was going to just veto this, but I've already been pretty harsh. I told you that I was going to, um, you know, bail and go join Ladies Who Lunch. So I, I guess know. I should be nice and and accept the change. Approved. Just one, for, this, thank you. Today it's called One Comment. One instead Comment. Instead of No Comment. <laughs> okay, but we'll listen to it first. Uh, we're recording this before the election uh, results, and we're doing all this, uh, but people will be listening to it afterwards. It, it could be like a, a, a barren landscape of a post-nuclear <laughs> United States. Who knows? Uh, journalist Margaret Wappler. Hello, guys. Hello, Margaret. And hello, listeners possibly in a bomb shelter. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, tell them about your shoes and the beauty that existed before World War III. Okay, I have these shoes on that have flamingos, and they're gold, and they're from Kate Spade, and I got them in Chicago, and I'm very proud of them. That's so crazy, because Florida's a swing state, and it- our next president's from Chicago. <laughs> Um, I just have to say, listening to podcasts about the election, they're recorded before the election, after the election, we sound ridiculous and liberals sound ridiculous and it's embarrassing and really hard to listen to. And I'll use my one comment to say, uh, you can donate to the ACLU at aclu.org backslash donate. Oh, you you did good. (laughs) 
With your one comment. I, I kind of wasted mine. No, yours was yours was helpful context for my one comment as well. Okay. Um, let's let's move very swiftly <laughs> into Podcast Bay. This is the segment where we just talk about a podcast we love. We're not sharing a clip. We're just telling you, we listen to this podcast, you should too. Or do whatever you want. I don't care. You live your life. Um, <laughs> this week's Podcast Bay is the JV Club with Janet Varney. Do you listen to this one? I forget. Yeah. I, yeah. I love not it. Not all the time. I need to get, yeah. It's not I, my... It just has such a good vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's my Podcast Bay for a lot of reasons. Um, the show is Janet who, just like talking to some of her favorite women about their formative teenage years through like adulthood, warts and all, most, mostly warts. Um, Janet, who I first came to love through the podcast, but who you guys might know from like Burning Love or You're the Worst, is a self-proclaimed dork and embraces those awkward teen years in herself and with her guests. Um, I love hearing about people's like MOs in high school. I don't know why. I just feel like it's so important to understanding who a person is, is like who they were in those formative years. You know, um, I love like awkward stories from puberty. So all the stuff that Janet and and her guests talk about is so fun for me. Recent guests have included Ricky Lindholm of Garfunkel and Oates. And she created, um, uh, a different period. Is that what it's called on comedy central? That, that TV show. Um, Kristen Bell, Aya Cash from you're the worst. She always just picks really, really interesting women who are, typically actor types. Um, and she even has a boys of summer series to give some love to the guys in her life. My favorite thing that they do in the spirit of teenage girldom is play mash, which is always hilarious. Do you remember that, that game where it was like mansion, apartment, shack or house. And you had to like pick all these questions, like who would be your dream guy. And she has the best, like she makes it adult because her questions are like, you know, if you could, um, have one like vacation home, what would it be? Or like, um, if you, one that she does that I like a lot is like, if you could pick one food that, um, maybe is like not great for you, or maybe you just, you know, can't eat in excess that would have no negative consequences that you could eat for the rest of your life. What food would you pick? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What, what would your pick be? Do you have one? Mm. Mine's nachos. Eggplant Parmesan. Good. Good use. Thank you. So you would pick like three or whatever, and then you would roll the dice with the mash and get them. Anyway, if you like earnest conversation and hilariously uncomfortable teen, teen stories, um, definitely check out the JV Club with Janet Varney. That's all I got for my podcast, Bay. That was a good one. It I know, was a it, good episode. It, we had a new it's, segment. It's true. We got in a fight, but then we made up. We learned a bunch of stuff. Yeah, we cried. We definitely made up. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm getting off your lap now. <laughs> Are you feeling the, the hostility from my thighs? But I farted before I got off. <laughs> Damn it, Lauren. <laughs> um, this was super fun. As always, please send us the podcasts that you want us to play clips from um, or just podcasts you like. Um, you can email us at loveyourpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at loveyourpodcast. As always, please rate us on iTunes. It's super helpful for us. Um, I think that's like how iTunes just... Uh, Knows. Yeah. They are awesome. that's That's how they, you know, sort of like... Um, display the the different podcasts is based on reviews. So that's super helpful. I feel like we should have more fans than Ladies Who Lunch. Yeah, yeah. In theory, we should. But first, we have to get YouTube <laughs> YouTube accounts that have like millions of followers. And like sponsors, like real sponsors. But what we do, do have a new thing. If you leave us a comment yes. on iTunes. Yes, and rate s- us and leave us a com- leave a comment. Yeah, and then send us a screenshot to loveyourpodcast at gmail.com. We'll, we'll send, you send you something. Special. We will. We'll something send you a prize. Special. Yeah. Um, definitely do it because like who doesn't love prizes? And, and why for- would you not do it? Like send us a comment. Prove that you have commented on our yep, podcast. We're asking rated. like nothing of you yeah. and you'll get something cool. And why would you, you not know do us. that? We're definitely going to send something awesome. Yeah. So do it and We're we We're definitely going to figure out something awesome to send you because <laughs> we haven't figured it out yet, but it's going but to it's definitely going to be, be awesome. definitely awesome when we do figure it yes, out. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks as always to Kara thanks, Hughes, thanks, our editor. Kara. Thanks for letting me sit in your lap all the time. <laughs> and we'll catch you guys next time. Love you. Bye. Check your alligator.